Hi everyone, and welcome back to Living Intuitively with Elisa. Today's episode is a very special one. It is one of the intuitive chat episodes. And in this episode, I talk with Jessica Clark of Jessica Clark Yoga and Sacred Goddess 1111, so 1111. (laughs) You can find her information on the show notes, but also on her Instagram. Before we get started on the episode, I wanted to take a moment to just chat. I'm actually recording this the day that the podcast is released. So it's May 7th, Thursday. And it's also a full moon. Full moon in Scorpio. And a lot of the conversations that I've had with Jess recently, whether it be for this podcast or on our Instagram live that we did yesterday. You can go and check that out on our Instagram pages. But a lot of the talks that we talk about, or a lot of the, 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 our conversations have been centered around this full moon. And there's been a lot of emotions and, and frustrations and anger, a lot coming up with this full moon. I don't know if you have been feeling the same way, but personally, it's been a little overwhelming at times. But after having these conversations with Jessica Clark and some of my other friends in this community, I'm finding out that we're not alone in this. This is a difficult full moon. And it's actually a super moon. So what I mean by that is that it's close, very close to the earth. So we feel the intensity a little bit more because it's such a super moon. And that's because water is so impacted by the full moon. And if you think about it, the earth is, has, you know, is made up of a lot of water. And we as human beings are also made up by a lot of water. And then if you bring in the astrology of this, the Scorpio, Scorpio is a water sign. So if you imagine all of these water, <laughs> water beings and energetic beings being on this earth, composed of a lot of water... We're being affected by this full moon so much. And this applies to most full moons or all full moons, really. But this one in particular has been tough. <laughs> Not going to say it lightly. And be, having it be tough isn't just highlighting just the negative. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say... You know, oh, woe is me, I'm having a pity party, this, this full moon is so hard. You know, I, what I'm saying is that a lot, of, a lot of transformation can be taken from this full moon, and a lot of lessons can be taken from this full moon, because it's so tough and so difficult. And a lot of the tarot cards that I've been pulling lately, and the, even you'll you'll see in the the tarot pulls that we pull during this episode, a lot of it has to do with transformation and a journey that we're on, on Earth, 
and learning lessons as we as we navigate this world. So, a little bit about the episode, which I'm really excited to release. Um, I talked to Jessica Clark. Um, we should just chit-chat a little bit about intuition and how it impacts our life. But the bulk of the episode is actually about how Jessica uses her intuition and uses her her day, her morning routines and her evening routines to bring out her intuition and to be her highest best self. I learned a lot from this episode. <laughs> I we recorded this a week ago, um last Wednesday actually, and for the past week I've been evaluating my own morning and evening routines and making sure that everything that I'm doing throughout my day is in alignment with my truth. One of the cards that I pulled for myself for this week says on the bottom, it says, I live in truth. So it's a, it's a great reminder of just whether or not my routines are in alignment with my truth. So I hope that you learned as much as I did for this episode, um, and I hope that you can take something from this, um, even just one little piece of her morning or evening routine, and, and can apply it to your life. It's really valuable. And also, in this episode, we pull tarot cards. And in every intuitive chat episode, I always pull a card and we always discuss the card that we pulled. But this is special because Jessica is also a tarot reader and an energy healer and an astrologer. So it was amazing to have this opportunity to pull cards together. So we did a two-card spread. I pulled one card, she pulled another card towards the full moon. And at first we were just going to do a generic pull for this episode um, for that time, but we decided that since we're releasing this on the Scorpio full moon, and I think we were already starting to feel the energies changing because of this full moon even a week ago, we decided that why not take advantage of those energies and pull cards for it. So... I'm so excited to share those two cards with you. And also check out our Instagram page for the live recording that we did where we also pulled cards for the full moon. And see if you can pull even all of those readings and maybe even your own readings and your own feelings about this full moon into this reading. And then also let me know if you're feeling any of these full moon energies. Whatever you're feeling is valid and you are safe and supported by the whole community. But if you want to reach out to me to talk more about this and anything intuition and tarot or oracle cards or anything that we discussed during this episode, please feel free to reach out. My Instagram handle is intuitionliving. And again, you can find Jessica Clark by looking at her Instagram pages, which is Jessica, Car- Jessica Clark Yoga and Sacred Goddess 1111. And then also her YouTube channel, which is Sacred Goddess 1111, 
on YouTube. And on there, she's doing weekly tarot pulls and tarot forecasts with bringing in the astrology. It's really special. And I, I really, really can't say enough about Jessica because she is, she is so intuitive and she is so in tune with, with the community. Every time that I watch her videos, her astrology and tarot videos, I know, I feel that she's speaking to me individually. But she's, com- she's speaking to the whole community. So I know she's tapped in. She's tapped into the community and into her intuition and into the earth. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Please follow both me and Jessica Clark and support us. And thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned. Before we continue, a quick word from our sponsors. I would also like to take a moment to tell you about the private Facebook community for intuitive healers. I created this group to explore ways to learn about ourselves and the world using our intuition and tarot and oracle cards as tools. The group is for all skill levels from beginners to experienced readers. And the purpose of this group is to have a safe space to ask questions, share experiences and learn from one another. One example, on the group page, we connect weekly with what I'm calling Intuitive Mondays. Every Monday, I post a question to the community and each for each of us to ask ourselves, our guides, the universe, whatever we call it, and pull tarot and oracle cards for the week. I then invite members to comment their card pulls and experiences around the weekly question. It's a great way for members to share and learn from each other. So the Facebook group is called Private Intuitive Tarot Community, and you can search for the group on Facebook or click the link in the Instagram bio, the handle is Intuition Living, to request access by answering just a couple short questions. I hope to see you there. Living Intuitively with Elisa. Um, Today I have a special guest. Her name is Jessica Clark. Um, from Jessica Clark Yoga and Sacred Goddess on YouTube, which is her astrology account. Um, hi, Jess. <laughs> hi. <laughs> so um, the reason why I wanted to have you on this podcast is because, you know, we've, we've known each other for so long um, and we've had some really in-depth conversations since the moment. So I feel like that's since the moment I met you. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, a lot of the conversations that we, we've had have to do with, you know, tapping into these, like, you know, these powers that we have, that we all, have, like, inherently have, you know, and one of them is intuition, um, and one of the reasons for starting this podcast is to shed some light on, like, how everybody has intuition, it's all around us, it's something that we can all tap into, but we have to learn our, our own unique ways of tapping into it. Um, and so I wanted to have guests on the podcast because, you know, my, my idea of intuition and how I tap into my intuition can be completely different from everybody else's uh, or the same. You know, I just want to have some conversations about, about you know, how, how, we, how we cultivate that um, in ourselves, in our lives. 
So Jess, uh, if you don't mind uh, introducing yourself, telling a little bit about yourself and like what you do, um, you know, what your passions are in life. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, <laughs> super awesome. I love that you're doing this. And um, yeah, I agree with everything, you know, you said about intuition being very personalized experience and something that we all have, which, you know, we've spoken about before. And, um, you know, like to, to me, it's, it's just something that we, yeah, it's, it's innate. It's, it's something that's, that we have here as spiritual beings, um, as an innate part of our DNA, innate part of our, our experience. And so, like you said, like there's many different types of intuition and there's many different ways of getting into your intuition. And, um, that's something I really try to use with all of my, you know, clients and students and friends and family members. Um, so yeah, a little bit, my intro, a little bit uh, about my background. Um, so I've been teaching yoga or I got certified in yoga, um, 15 years ago and yeah, and I've been teaching for about 10 years. It took me a little while to start teaching, to feel confident and ready enough to start teaching. <laughs> and so, yeah, I've been teaching, um, officially for about 10 years. Um, you know, first I was really, um, passionate about the spiritual side right away because that was, um, you know, kind of hidden from American yoga, um, uh, that I had experienced. So I went to India to study for a little while. And so a lot of what I, use in my healing practices still comes from that experience. Um, and, you know, after teaching yoga for several years, I started getting into the chakras and into energy healing as a part of that. Um, I started, I'd already had very unique spiritual experiences earlier in my life, but I didn't really know what to make of them. But after opening myself up through yoga in this very like dedicated way and sharing the gift of yoga and starting to get into energy healing, I started having really spiritual experiences, um, you know, hearing messages from the beyond and hearing messages from my guides and different ascended masters. And I was like, wow, this is, it kind of freaked me out at first. Yeah. I was like, am I really hearing all this? And sometimes I would hear a message something I never heard of before and I would go look it up and it would be like it would already exist somewhere some other century you know someone came up with this and this idea but it was just given to me randomly through a meditation and so you know after having those experiences a certain amount of time I started um working on getting closer and developing my skills around that stuff and, and in that realm and so you know I started picking up the tarot and um, doing different workshops and classes to help develop my intuition and psychic abilities more. And so I kind of like got into a little bit of all of it, sound healing for a while as well, you know, vibrational healing and um, sound healing as a part of energy healing. And, um, you know, I studied a little bit of past life regression therapy and did that with, um, you know, myself and then um, with some clients. And so, you know, after discovering and exploring and getting certified in these different modalities, I really just started to like combine them all together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at first it was like, I was a little nervous and scared because I was like, okay, not 
very many yoga teachers are talking about all these other things, you yeah. know, and I wonder how people are going to take it, but people ended up loving it. And it seemed to be like the missing piece, you know? And so, um, I just kept it going. And then, you know, I started my, um, own yoga and healing center in Los Angeles and the soul shack. And we, uh, were running for four years and that was a really beautiful experience that taught me a lot and introduced me to a lot of different, uh, people and had a lot of beautiful, amazing healing experiences there. A lot of great professional experiences, personal experiences. And, you know, it was time to move on. Uh, running a studio is a lot of work. I wasn't down for working 80 hours a week anymore. <laughs> so um, I moved uh, back to Florida, where I'm from, and where I met you. <laughs> and um, I uh, basically started working at um, pretty much like the one of the best crystal metaphysical shops here in Tallahassee and I've been working as a private tarot reader and energy healer and educator and event coordinator and general manager I literally have like five hats there um since I basically moved back and that's the crystal portal and um yeah that's been a really beautiful experience too and it's opened me up to even more new people and new experiences and it's just really beautiful this path has so much to teach it's just like even though a lot of people, you know, come to me for my expertise and consider me, a lot of my students consider me an expert in all these realms, I feel like there's still so much more to learn. And I feel like it's like, it's just never ending. And it's, it's yeah. like, that's so, so cool about this uh, career path. And, this and that's one life. of the things that I remember the most. I mean, not that I remember, <laughs> we're still, you know, like we're still close, but I was saying like, whenever we were like living in the same city, um, which we don't anymore, which is so sad. I wish I could just like pop over and, and see you in person right now. Um, but one of the things I, I remember from you is that you're always like searching, you're always learning. You know, like I, I remember we would have mm -hmm. these conversations, like hour long, like hours long <laughs> conversations. Like, <laughs> yeah. Where you were like, all, like I read this book, I read this article, I read this, you know, this, this paper, you know, like you were always like looking for more information, which is like mm -hmm. so inspiring. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a combination of of having your own experience and and seeking out, you know, all the wisdom that's out there that and combining it with science and you know, like we're living in a really incredible time right now. Like we were kind of saying earlier where everything is converging. And so it's 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 cool. It's a really cool experience to be having. Yeah. So there's a couple of things I want to talk about, but like what, it, it, I know that we're in quarantine right now <laughs> and things are a little bit different, you know, with the world mm -hmm. that's going on right now. Um, what, what kind of projects are you working on right now? Like what, uh, what projects are you working on, even though like, you know, we're, we're stuck at home doing all these, you know, different, different from the normal, quote normal. Um, but what are, what, what are some things that you're proud of that you're doing right now? um like in the spiritual and metaphysical sense or just in general in general in any in any way <laughs> okay cool um the gardening that I've been doing definitely um which you know is very actually spiritual <laughs> to me um you know it's like I well there's like two big projects really that I've taken on since um you know being put on I guess I would 
not call it laid off. I guess it's, it's more like furloughed, you know, um, we're all being laid off until it's time to come back. Um, yeah. yeah. So while I haven't had to, you know, do my regular work these past month and a half or so, um, or I guess really it's only been a month. Um, it just it seems like so long, right? Yeah. <laughs> it seems like forever. <laughs> but it's only been a month. Um, but yeah, for me at least. Um, but yeah, as one was, um, getting my YouTube channel, uh, the sacred goddess 1111 YouTube channel up and running, which I'd been wanting to do forever for the longest time. I was just, you know, doing tarot and, and psychic and spiritual guidance as a part of like, as like an add on to my yoga and like its own separate thing. Um, at least online, like in person I was, but online I wasn't really ha having as a separate thing. And I was just doing like, you know, little five minute videos here and there. And I really wanted to do a weekly forecast. Um, Cause a lot of times my friends were reaching out to me anyway and being like, what's going on this week and this thing, you know, so I'm like, I can just have it out there. And if it turns into something big and, and, you know, really successful, then that's great. And if it's just for like me and my students and my friends, then that's great too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, putting it out into the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it felt really nice to get that out and to be doing that consistently. Um, so that's one thing. And then, yeah, the other thing is the gardening and uh, you know it's just it's just so beautiful and amazing to go through every step of gardening and farming it just oh, makes yeah. you it's just like it just makes you so impressed with mother earth and what she does and it makes you so impressed with life and like how fragile life is and how much we actually have to take care of life in any form for it to like come to its full peak yeah. you know and like all the challenges and like it's not nothing is predictable it, it's like you could have pests one week and then you could have weeds the next week you could have you know some random other thing go wrong you know soil quality air too much rain you know whatever it is and you, you have to with the flow of it yeah and you have to adapt and you have to get creative um or otherwise you lose everything you've been working for and so I love that that it's it's taught me so much just about how how mother earth like it, it's the direct representation of mother earth you know of like her her laws and her rules of life you know and like the symbiosis of how everything works together and so it's been this like beautiful sort of yeah just like real life experience of like getting my hands dirty and putting in the hard work but also like this very like lofty sort of spiritual journey too because of just how much I feel like it's teaching me about this beautiful planet that we all decided to incarnate on yeah. <laughs> that's awesome so and and I guess you know that leads into another question I had was like you you have all these teachings and you're that you apply towards like other people like you're teaching yoga and you have these private energy healings and tarot readings and all this stuff but like what I want to know is like what kind of practices that you do for yourself mm. like in, in oh. wellness and health and spirituality and like food even um like what kind of practices do you bring into your into your everyday life really I try to apply as many of them as I can every day um I try to have a very well-rounded day where each part of my being is taken care of in some way. Uh, you know, on some days that's impossible because some days it's, your life is just scheduled where you're doing this one thing this whole day or these two or three things. But um, on a typical day, I like to um, always do my yoga practice when I first wake up mm -hmm. because that way 
it, I get, it guarantees that I will do it. You know, if I do it, and that's why I tell all my students and my clients, and I didn't always, always do that. It was actually hearing myself repeat myself so many times to my clients. It's so funny. That's how I often make a lot of the biggest changes in my life is that after I hear myself tell my clients, my students so many times that it's like, okay, like <laughs> I have to do it. I literally have to do it because I can't say this all the time and not do it. <laughs> um, so interesting. Like, like doing like, it's like the whole, like, do as I say and not as I do kind of thing. It's so funny how many times we say things like, oh, you should definitely do this. And then you don't even do it yourself. It's just, it's yeah. I mean, I was doing it like, do that. Mo most of the time or I'd say like half the time at least, but it was like, okay, you know, like if I'm saying it this regularly that people should do it every morning, because I would a lot of times just trust myself. Like, well, if I don't do this morning, I'll do it by the end of the night. And then by the end of the day comes, you're tired, you have all these other things to do and you don't do it. And it's like, well, oh shoot, you know? And I just started realizing like that my clients had the best success if they always did it in the morning, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And that's something that the, the Indian yogis would always practice too. Like always do your yoga practice in the morning more so because it sets the tone for your whole day. And, you know, so it was from that perspective of like, it'll, it does help set the tone for your whole day. It makes your whole day completely different, um, which I already knew, but it's like, it was me telling my clients to do it every day to make sure that they didn't forget or get to the end of their day and be too tired for it. That made me realize how powerful it really was. And I saw it in real life. You when you know? saw people change because of it? Yeah, just like people doing it every single day before work, you know, even like 20 minutes. And that's something I always tell people too, is that a lot of times we, we think that we have to like do a full hour on YouTube or you can go to the, the yoga studio and put in a full hour, 75 minutes, whatever it is. But if you just do 20 minutes of yoga a day, it's actually better for you than doing it once or twice a week for a full hour. Interesting. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. That's a good, good, uh, good tip for, for me to try. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot of people sometimes treat their yoga practice that way where it's like something they go to yoga twice a week and they don't really do much yoga besides that, mm -hmm. at least the physical practice of yoga. Um, and so, yeah, I find that if you can just in the beginning of your day, most everyone has time for that or, or everyone does have time for that. You can make time for that, you yeah, know? Exactly. And so that's a really big thing is that at least 20 minutes, you know, I'll have my, my uh, uh, clock or my phone next to me and just really make sure I get at least that much in. But usually a lot of times it's like 30 minutes to an hour every morning. Nice. And then anything, I, anything I get after that is just bonus. It's just extra. A lot of times I will practice later in the day uh, or at night, you know, but, and to me, like, that's just bonus. And so, you know, if I get that, beginning practice in every single day it allows me to see my day well one make sure that I actually do the practice um <laughs> in, ca in case I don't get to do the physical practice later um but yeah it allows me to like see my entire day more clearly and it allows allows me and everyone to remove any sort of like you know, unprocessed emotions that we went to sleep with, which is common, you know, we can't all resolve all of our issues right before bed, you know, like, <laughs> that's not necessarily the nature of being human. Sometimes we need to sleep on things. And, you know, sometimes you wake up with little aches and pains, or you had a, a weird dream, and it, it's sitting with you weird. And, you know, you just got to like, shake some stuff off, or you're worried about something that, you know, a talk with your boss or whatever it is, that's going to happen later in the day. Yeah. And, 
So, you know, instead of just like moving straight forward into your day with all that energy clouding your, your higher mind, you can remove all that clutter and chatter and you can get to your, your higher spiritual mind, you know, within five, 10 minutes, usually of the practice. And then like, Ooh, okay. Like everything gets put into perspective and you're able to see the way that you should use your energy and react to things. And almost like a lot of times it's like, it's like viewing it psychically. It's like, I'll just see how the day is going to unfold. You know, I'll ask my guides to give me guidance usually before every practice. And then I, it, I feel like it just comes, it just comes naturally yeah. of like, you know, instead of, instead of being in our analytical minds, like, what should I do? What should I do? Is this better? Is this better? You don't have to do any of that. You just had to do the physical practice, meditate, tap in, and it, the best options will be shown. It'll just be shown to you like a movie. Yeah, that's such great <laughs> That's, I'm going to take that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I highly recommend that. And then yeah, before, I, but actually, honestly, the first, first thing I do before even yoga is like I just said, is, is set an intention. I usually will do, because I, I'm the kind of person, some people spring up out of bed right away and they're ready to move. I'm not that kind of person. Like I've never been that kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like you and I are probably kind of similar with our dosha types and whatnot <laughs> yeah and what is your dosha anyway <laughs> if you mind sharing um i'm a i'm a vata kapha ah i'm vata pitta okay cool yeah they say like, you know, like, vata, <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> yeah you and i are definitely more i for sure vata dominant <laughs> um but yeah with um like that pitta energy, you know, like pitta people a lot of times feel like, which they say most people are pittas or like a little more than 50% or about 50. Um, but I, I think that that's just because a lot of people have been geared to be that way. Like, you know, we were kind of talking about earlier too, um, yeah. versus at your natural type, but, but you know, some people are like that. They wake up and they're ready to go. So, you know, great for them. But for me and for other people who are like, you know, the first, 30 minutes that your eyes are awake, you're still really integrating and you're like, wait, where am I? <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's just like, like the best time for me to meditate. I mean, I know that that, I, I, that, that totally. morning haze is always like when I'm like, I'm still already hooked in, you know? And so it's yeah, like, yeah. To like get that, get into work right away. So like, you know, I'm not in this, I'm not in this material world yet. Like slow down. Like, I can't totally. do that yet. <laughs> totally. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I used to think that it was kind of like a curse, you know, like, oh man, like in order for me to be successful, like I got to wake up like a whole hour, two hours, three hours before everyone else does, because I will not be awake for the first 30 minutes that I'm, I'm oh, I have my eyes open and out of sleep. Um, and even like after an hour, after an hour, I feel like, okay, I, now I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now I see that now I really enjoy it because like you said, it's like, it's like almost like we get this when you're, when you're, you're like that, you almost get this like little like period where you're still in both worlds, mm-hmm. you know? And I love that because it's, it's like, we're, that means we're still operating in, in that that like more ethereal state and that subconscious state which is really great to do meditation in and so yeah the, so the first thing I actually do is meditation and it's usually like 20 or 30 minutes 
But to be honest, a lot of times I'm still in bed when I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> or like I crawl out of bed and I do it right beside my bed. Yeah. bed That's what I do. I sit on the ground right by my bed so I don't fall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, it's like being born, born again every morning. And then I slowly crawl my way onto my yoga mat. At first I usually do just like some slow, very intuitive stretches. And then my blood starts to warm up and then I move into a more vigorous practice. Yeah. Um, and then that's when things start to like clear, really clear up. And then my energy comes in and then I'm like ready. And I feel so, so ready for the day after that process. Um, and then, uh, as far as like tarot, I, I do tarot almost every day. Um, on myself um and i check in with my guides i do i do altar spaces um okay. i i always set up my altar to have um i like to really check in with my ancestors uh, i know not you know people have different things that they you know use or different entities and beings that they like to um call on and like to ask for advice and guidance for me like i love checking with, with my with my ancestors and my guides so i have um a piece from all of my departed, something that reminds me of all my departed uh, grandparents. Oh, that's awesome. That I look yeah. for guidance. Yeah. And then, you know, just also like, um, like deity statues or like pictures of Christ, uh, Yogananda, you know, yogis and ascended masters that I feel like if I meditate on their image, I'm able to channel their energy more yeah. and bring them into the space. And so I'll usually either do that right before yoga practice or a lot of times right after, you know, when I'm in that more clear state and I've kind of like seen the vision of how my day should go. Uh, I'll, I'll then, you know, I'll feel, I'll feel more open and like a, a cleaner, clearer yeah. vessel yeah. to do this communication and to, and to ask for these, this extra guidance and, you know, light some incense and sage. I always do a, a full body sage before I leave the house and Palo Santo. Um, and yeah, you know, just a lot of times just like a simple, like three card draw or even like one card, um, just to kind of get like a little, a little more, of uh, guidance, you know, cause some people are like, Oh, you know, when they realize the, the psychic gifts and the channeling gifts that I have or other people have, they'll say like, Oh, well, why do you use the cards? You don't need them. And I'm like, it's not about needing them. It's about like, this isn't an ego flexing contest. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like this is a spirit. This is your own personal spiritual practice. I have nothing to prove to anybody. Like I like making myself a clear vessel and hearing those messages and using my third eye to see things. But I also really like to, I love art and I love words. And I really also like to see the artwork and the history too. And on these beautiful cards. And that gives me something that my own, you know, interpretation or my guides can't fully give, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so to me, it's just bringing in other, other people's, you know, intuitive guidance and those archetypes that have been passed along in multiple cultures throughout history to work with and so um yeah that's usually my process and then you know I go about my day and um I try to have like little meditation check-in breaks you know like at least a few times during the work day where I take a few deep breaths and just like feel that stillness and calmness that's around me even if it's like 10 seconds you know just to feel like pure stillness in like a constantly busy world or constantly busy work day, I think is so like resetting. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, I always say my prayers. I usually try to do a little bit more of a yoga practice at the end of the night if I can. If not, I always at least, you know, right before bed or in bed, um, say prayers and just, you know, like uh, express 
gratitude, express gratitude for another day, for all the positive things that happen, for all the lessons, through all the challenges, you know, um, and just, you know, ask to be, you know, taken care of in my sleep and put out blessings for my loved ones mm -hmm. in the world. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah that's, I feel like that's, that people can take, people can learn a lot from that. Like, I feel like you have, it, it, it comes out from the way that you speak that you have such a, such a, a, a practice and a ritual to your day. Um, like it comes out mm -hmm. like in your, in like your videos, like your YouTube videos and everything like that you, whenever you speak, you can tell that it's just like ingrained in you. So that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's always, yeah, well, thank you. talk to someone who, you know, practices what they preach kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really important to me. Um, uh, so thank you. Um, you know, that's something that has always been important to me and something that, you know, cause we're all just human. We're all doing our best. We all have our things, our distractions, our obstacles. Um, and so, you know, like I was saying earlier, you know, there's definitely some times where things get off track or there's been obstacles or I haven't always, you know, like done all the things that I, I tell others to do, but <laughs> I allow those moments to, to, to teach me. And I try to hold myself very accountable so that, you know, anything that I'm saying, I have to make sure that I'm doing that thing too. Yeah. And, and just like years and years and years of doing that has automatically just made me this person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I am kind of like, even though my life is so flowy in a lot of ways, it's also very, the, the rich, the ritualized spiritual practice of my life is, is very structured because of this, you know, progressive process of holding myself more and more accountable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think, I think it's time to, to pull a tarot card. Um, so, okay, yay. so in, a, in my other episodes, I've, I've pulled a tarot card. Um, and then, you know, I've worked with the, the guest on interpreting it. But since, uh, since you're also a tarot reader, um, I thought it'd be fun for both of us to pull a card and see, you know, what kind of energies that we can, that we can pull from, from this moment and, you know, from this uh, reading and just like, our, to, like celebrate uh, our conversation and our, in this time, like that we, we spent together. Yes, I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> I love doing co-readings with people. It's so fun. I have, I've never, I didn't do it until, until uh, recently. I did one online. And I, cause I had never done it. Yeah, it's, it's I've cool. pulled for someone or they've pulled for me, but I've never, we've never done it. Like, you know, both of us until that moment. I was like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, um, do you want, uh, do you want any sort of intention or is there a question that we want to ask? Oh, do you have a suggestion? Because I was thinking more general, but if, if you have something in mind. Um, we could do, there's two things that are popping up for me, is that we could do, um, you know, just like some general guidance for anyone who's listening right now. Mm -hmm. uh, or we could, you know, the full moon is coming up kind of soon. We could do, I don't know when you're planning on, on having this out. If yeah, it's around I, the time. I wanted to, to release this around the full moon. So I think that's a great idea. Okay. All so right. Whoever's 
mean? Like they're the new moon intentions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Okay. So, so I'm pulling from the the classic uh, Rider Waite Smith. Okay. Awesome. And I'm uh, pulling from the Psychic Tarot Oracle deck, and it's by John Holland. Okay. I absolutely love it. It's one of my newer decks. It has all um, of the Rider Waite archetypes, all the major minor arcana, um, but it also has a, like a little bonus decks in here that the creator added in to kind of fill it out more and give you more experiences and archetypes to work with. Oh, uh, one cool. of those being, yeah. So it, they're they're beautiful cards too. The artwork is beautiful, and I really like the interpretation on the traditional archetypes as well as the ones that he added nice that's awesome i love that i actually ended up just getting um i just got two new decks that i'm really excited i haven't even played with them at all yet it's an addiction i know <laughs> all right so let's take a moment center ourselves before we pull a card and we're pulling for the full moon yeah. The intentions that we have for ourselves and for the collective. <laughs> so um, I'll go ahead and so I got the moon reversed oh wow. oh my gosh how perfect for the full moon yeah <laughs> i was like oh <laughs> couldn't have picked, picked uh, a, a better card if i tried <laughs> yeah. perfect but reversed yeah so um do you want to give your interpretation yeah. or you want me to give well I, I i let me let me like say i'll say a little bit and then we can reveal your card um so okay. the full the the moon <laughs> i almost just said the full moon all right the full moon um <laughs> it depicts a moon you know and it has these towers and the the, the, the wolf and the dog um but what i see is like a, a treacherous path ahead but being guided by the moon so mm -hmm. so we have to we have to tap in i mean I'm, I'm bringing in the intuition that we've been talking about but like we have to bring in our intuition and our and our our powers and our 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 guidance, what wherever that guidance comes from, um, we have to trust that when we when we're going into you know a, a difficult path or a new adventure or anything that 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 may seem difficult, um, and we might not see the end of it and we might not you know know where, where what what's going to happen at the end, you know we have to trust the intuition and the guidance that we have um, at this time. Yeah, I love that. That's, that's beautiful. It really literally is the perfect card for <laughs> reading. Um, yeah, I, um, I agree with all of that. And I think it's so cool, too, that to me, the moon card, like you just said, represents intuition. I mean, not even to me, like that is the mm -hmm. traditional meaning is when you see this is, um, you know, tap into your intuition. And 
how I've always been told and, and read the, the moon card reversed is that, yeah, it's, it's a little more of a tense energy. It can show some emotional confusion, um, which a full moon is a really great time to deal with emotional confusion. Um, you know, any other moon cycle times we want to be kind of moving forward or creating, you know, something from a blank slate but the full moon is a real is a time of release and illumination so it's like the, the full moon illuminates you know our shadow self as well as our light self and yeah. it gives us that ability to see everything at once and to choose you know are we going to continue to do this that maybe isn't working for us or are we going to do this that may be challenging but if we tap into our intuition of what we really need to do, guided by the moon, because the moon brings intuition, uh, that you know we can figure this out and we can walk a path of knowingness, um, you know, and have it be much more comfortable than maybe we think that it really yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, so yay! I love That's that. Beautiful. That's really cool. Um, so mine is. Um, basically it's the two of pentacles huh. which is funny because it's sometimes i feel like my play card people are like oh that's boring it's a boring card <laughs> but in this deck i don't think the two of pentacles is a boring card though i, I want to see what i don't think so like. either huh i want to see what the art looks like on that yeah i was going to show you um let me get in the light maybe a little more can you see it Kind of. That's a different. That's totally different than. than right. Very. That's so different. Yeah. So I think you maybe can see it better if I if I have it. Oh yeah. There oh, you like go. that. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you know where the the two of pentacles. I like this actually better. I haven't pulled this exact one yet from this deck. So I really. I was like kind of surprised. I was like, is this really two pentacles? And I checked that's in the book. Surprising. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Two of pentacles. Interesting. Yeah. Because it's, it's red for the earth element. And you know, pentacles um, rules the earth element. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I think what a lot of times scares people about two pentacles is like, it's so real world earthly and it makes it seem like you have two choices and you have to pick one. Mm -hmm. But I like here this rendition uh, or you have to basically, or like you have to balance two things, you know, or whatever it is. Um, but I like this because it's like multiple options, you know, yeah. it's not just two. And to me, that makes more sense because very, I mean, sometimes we are dealing with just two things, but a lot of times it's everything. And mm -hmm. um, when it comes to the earth element, I think especially right now with so many people, like our physical life, the root chakra experiences of our life have been changed where we're staying at home more, we're doing work in a different way. Like, that's all root chakra. Yeah. You know, like, completely. Oh, yeah. like root chakra has really changed for a lot of people in this quarantine time. So I feel like this is, um, you know, just my own intuitive sense that I'm going to read what the book says too, because I really like his interpretations yeah. of everything. Um, but yeah, so I feel like what this is saying is, you know, like we've been able to see all of these different, um, like we were talking about earlier, facets of ourselves through this quarantine time. We've been able to start these different projects in, you know, like real earth space. Like we, you know, there's, there's spiritual things that we've been working on too, more inward things, which, you know, we all, everything's spiritual, like we said earlier, but, um, you know, there's more inward things that we've been working on, but there's also a lot of people that have incorporated new external things into their routine and into their environment and so i feel like this is like saying like okay now that we've done this and we know this what parts of this you know with the the help of the full moon 
what parts of this do we want to keep and what parts do we need to throw away when we go back to, you know, our regular lives? Yes, yes. <laughs> Nothing will ever be regular, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know, our new normal. But yeah, that like relates kind of to like the path in this card, you know, like choosing the yeah. path, you know, and it might not be easy. It might not be, you know, as clear, but knowing mm -hmm. that you know, we have all these decisions to make. That's cool. That's a really interesting. I love that, that, that the imagery on that card. Great. Yeah, me too. And it says at the bottom too, it says movement, choices, and decisions. So I think that that's really, yeah, like that is like the basis, you know, really of Two of Pentacles. But I like that it seems so much more holistic and like, mm -hmm. you know, all that it's like a myriad of things and yeah. not just two. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to read his interpretation. Uh, they're pretty short, so it'll, it'll be just like a paragraph or two. Um, it says, this card indicates a time of movement. Significant changes and choices must be made. With hard work, great effort, and determination, you have the ability to juggle all the demands that are in front of you. Mm. Yeah, whether they concern money, business decisions, or other projects, it's important to stay flexible and focused. And it says, you don't have to do this alone. Reach out for the best advice and assistance. In addition, a financial union or partnership may present itself to you. Mm. Okay. And then last thing is says, the more time you take to make these vital decisions and choices, the longer it will be before you can move toward your goals in the physical material world. The changes that are emerging aren't some random acts of coincidence. <laughs> yeah it says they're all a part of a positive and larger scheme which hmm. is like wow. so that's awesome. my view and i know both of our view on the quarantine it's yes. not like this just random thing it's like divinely orchestrated oh yeah uh, and then it says notice the connections um notice the connections with everything as this will enable you to avoid future problems and conflicts cool that's cool. Oh, that's a, yeah. really, that's a really cool combination. I love that. Yeah, I love it. It goes along with my, uh, my, my, uh, I feel like weekly forecast readings. It does. Too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just continuing to take that energy forward, you know, by the time we get to the full moon, it'll sound like it'll be even more of a time to like really, you know, put these, not just have the fire. I feel like the reading I did this past week, you know, under the crescent moon, it was more about like having that fire and confidence to believe that you can take these certain things forward and initiate these new changes that we've discovered have been for our, you know, our highest and best. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it's like, it's like that energy, but a little bit further along where you're actually grounding it into reality yeah. and yeah, making it a part of your forward. world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Awesome. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> love it um, there's only one more question that i have that i've been asking okay well um uh everybody who's come on the podcast i've been asking um if you were to have a magic power any magic power or superpower what would you choose without any limitations you know no um, rules nothing you know like just just use your imagination what power or superpower would you have so ones that I don't already have yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> um I 
Let me think. Um, magical power. <laughs> You're like, I, I have all the powers. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I already have a lot of them, to be honest. Um, and then there's some that I'm just straight, like, sca- like not scared of, but just don't know if, if, how it all would work if humans could really do that. So, um, and it could be, it could be something really silly. <laughs> yeah. My last, my last guest, she wanted to, um, have healthy food just appear. <laughs> I was actually kind of thinking out thing that I was like, it would be really nice to just be able to like make things appear or just like transform things, you yeah. know, <laughs> to be like, you know, kind of like, 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 in the bible you know like like turning like a stick into a snake or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> water into wine like that'd be pretty cool just to point at something and just have it materialize into something else yeah <laughs> yeah so. that's awesome yeah no, i love that <laughs> my uh my my go-to one is uh i would like to have a couch be up here whenever i want it to <laughs> oh that's nice. i'm like waiting in line somewhere I can just have a couch that I can hang out on <laughs> yeah that sounds great uh, yeah, that goes along with yeah I guess we like we just want things to materialize for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because like, like, like you said like a lot of the powers you know we have we have a lot of powers <laughs> yeah I mean truly like people are like oh you know like I want to see the future or I want to time travel or I want to teleport, or yeah. I want to, <laughs> like, you know, okay. I want to see things like a fly on the wall. I'm like, you know, you can do that, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's not a secret. You can do that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're going to have to study and practice for a little bit. Uh, but like, we, yeah, we can do that as humans. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, it's not, it's in the realm of possibilities. <laughs> Um, and it's been done before. Um, so yeah, but I don't, I don't know too many, I don't have too many direct experiences of people turning things into other things. <laughs> that, that's really just biblical level. So that yeah. would be kind of cool to see yeah. that. Just see that. <laughs> I, I, like <laughs> the, I like the water to wine one. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that would be nice instead of having to realize that you're in curfew and you can't go out to get a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Jessica, for, for coming on to the podcast. Yes. It makes me so happy that you were able to do this. Um, Thank you. Everything you like, I, I, I want to you know, teach the world that like an intuition is for everybody um, and that we can have like these great role models for, for becoming our higher best selves. So yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, awesome, yeah. I, I'm, I'm so glad that we got to talk about all these things and to have yeah. this experience and to catch up. <laughs> yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Jessica Clark. This intuitive chat episode. Um, I know that I am going to start doing my yoga first thing in the morning after after like having this conversation with Jessica I realize now how valuable setting that intention in the beginning of the day is it sets up your day for the rest of your day the rest of your week so if you have any questions 
and you want to reach out, you can find me at Intuition Living on Instagram and Twitter. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. More intuitive chats to come.